Sat Nam. I'm Guru Prakarmakar. Guru Singh and I travel the world, loving to meet an ever-growing global community. We are appreciative of your vital role on this planet, for it is your willingness to be here and listen that calls forth wisdom, that activates our collective voice in service. Your questions bring forth the answers. For a wealth of information about who we are and what we do, please visit gurusingh.com. Bless you. Satnam. Okay, how are we doing out there? Because we could start right on time, which would be crazy unusual. <laughs> so um, if you could move your bags away from that uh, plug over there, that's what just unplugged the lights. Yeah. Why don't you slide your bags down the wall so they don't touch that area there. That'd be cool. And then I can control the lights from here. <laughs> See, I want to be in control, so it's just got this thing. So how many people are outside? Over here, in the front? Okay, good, we'll start. Good Sunday morning to you. The reason that many of us were already in here was we're doing a 21 stages course this weekend. 21 stages of meditation. left hand and make a receptive cup and you're going to just do at the rhythm that you choose Sadhguru 
don't unhinge your celebration gene. You sit in resistance. And then after generations of sitting in resistance, which becomes very uh, compelling, you start to make up reasons for sitting in your resistance. No, it's not appropriate. It's not appropriate to celebrate here. This is a sanctuary. This is a place of, this is a place of worship. <laughs> what is it they say? We spend five years learning to walk and talk and go to school and are told to sit down and shut up. Some of you have been listening to that instruction. Hmm. Instead of. Because at a certain point it's like, what the? When are you going to become unhinged? Huh? When are you going to become unhinged? When are you going to become unglued? When are you going to absorb the vast infinite amount of information that is trying to make a difference through you? Hmm. And you're going, gee, I don't know if I should. I don't know if I'm supposed to. I don't know if I have the right. Well, let me just say, you have the right. You have the right because you exist. If you didn't have the right, you wouldn't exist. And you have the ability because you exist to be everything that you can be. We have billions of people on earth that are in resistance. 
and making up reasons that that, and I don't mean the resistance like the hashtag resistance. I'm talking about, you know, resisting being fully themselves. And I'm not discrediting hashtag resistance. I believe that that's part of the persistence. But the fact is, is that they're in resistance because they're a toddler. Stay here. Um, they're a toddler. And a toddler walks like this. Hmm? You fall down more times learning to walk than you do after you've learned to walk. And you bounce. When you're that little, you bounce. You don't hurt yourself. Continuously. Because walking is falling. And then catching yourself from falling and rising up and then falling again and then rising and falling again and then rising. That's what walking is. When you were learning to walk, you kept on learning. Though you were being knocked down and knocked down by the forces of gravity, you were being knocked down and being knocked down by the forces of gravity constantly. At a certain point after, you know, a few hundred times being knocked down, you would go, maybe I'm not supposed to walk. But why did you persist? Because you absorbed the visual, the auditory, the sensation. You absorbed the sensation from people around you who were walking, who had mastered walking. But what if nobody from the very beginning mastered walking and humans crawled? Can you imagine what our cars would look like? <laughs> I was pushing on the gas. I guess you got that. We persisted because we experienced the inspiration of those around us, which overcame the frustration of not being able to do it. What about being your rock-solid, star-studded self? What about that? You don't see a lot of people around that are in that mold. And unfortunately, the ones that were in that mold, they patented them. They trademarked and they said, anybody tries to be like this, it's heresy. Right? Right? No one could be as perfect as that. I have a sign language for that. <laughs> it is time for us to tear down those walls. 
all these people including these paintings like here in this room and anything else that you see you know a statue of Lord Krishna a, a statue of Jesus um, an idea of Muhammad the Buddha anything they are examples of who you can be that's all they are they're a working living example of who you can be and we must absolutely within ourselves we don't have to make everybody believe this but absolutely within ourselves we must tear down those barriers that tell us that we can't be that great and all of the doubting mechanism is what our genetics have absorbed over generations. We're being influenced by generations upon generations upon generations of genealogy. And it has not been very ecstatic genealogy. And you just got to break out of that. It's a shell. You got to break out of it. You got to make them big statement and in making that big statement you are going to make big mistakes you're gonna big time <laughs> and immediately your key is how long between your complete and total up and your forgiveness I forgive myself bingo wow that was a major mess up. I'm done. I'm good with that. Schools should give gold stars for ups. I'm having a little trouble bleeping that, so I better go to another word because it's going to come out. Gold stars for messing up because when you mess up you're attempting to do something that you don't yet have skilled. You don't yet have the talent in place. And in order for you to open up and absorb the data that will form the capacity to have that skill talent in place you have to be willing to open up that means you have to give it a shot give it a try except for in one thing skydiving <laughs> our son is an avid skydiver and he says if at first you don't succeed does not apply <laughs> He tricked me into jumping out of a plane um, a few years ago, and I will tell you, the moment you leave that plane door, you realize there ain't no putting this back in. <laughs> you do not reverse that decision. But with everything else, you have the ability. Go for the note. Mess it up. You're chanting, go for the note. Sound horrible. And then smile. And everybody will just think you're a jazz singer. <laughs> That's all it is. It's just hitting those, those uh, tension points, right? You've got to learn to bend the notes, not only in music, but in life itself. 
Because that's all music is, is just hitting a note, realizing it's wrong, bending it until you get it to its right. That's what life is. Going for something, realizing it's wrong, and then bending it until it's right. I'm working on something, you're working on something, we're all working on something, and there will be a number of people in your world assigned to be in your world that will tell you, what are you thinking? Who do you think you are to be able to do this? You're breaking tradition. <laughs> well, those that set up tradition broke the previous tradition, and now we're living with this tradition until somebody steps up and breaks that. With respect. You gotta break tradition with respect. Because you are standing on the shoulders of those who established the previous tradition. You know the word tradition actually means to project so powerfully. Tra means to project. Mantra. Man, to project from the mind. Tradition is to project so emphatically that you establish a new norm. You establish a new phenomenon. And then it will remain in place until somebody else comes along and breaks it. You know, there's these people that have world records, right? And then somebody comes along and is going to break their world record. And usually the previous world record holder will be in attendance at the event where they will be breaking the world record, blah, 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 blah. And the people will come up. So how do you feel about somebody breaking your record? What are you going to say? I feel horrible. <laughs> My record should live forever. There should be no record made beyond my record. <laughs> right? Is there a question there? Is there a legitimate question? No. It's just a progression. Evolution is a progression. There was a time when breaking, what is it, the four-minute mile? Yeah. Was impossible. Breaking the 10-second 100-meter impossible. And then somebody did it. And now everybody does it. The collective human attitude toward what should be is very powerful and we all experience it. And it's what we all experience that holds us back from actually stepping through and being able to establish a new norm. So in today's class, which is about absorption, it's about reception, I want you to get a sense of what is it that you have to receive? Is it a polarity stimulant? Or is it affirmity nourishment? What is it that you need to receive right now and what do you do best in that reception to make you break through your shell? Because anybody that gets into this room, rather somebody drug, not drug you, but <laughs> I guess it's dragged you in this instance.
unless somebody dragged you. But even then, they dragged you and you followed. So anybody that makes it into this room or any similar room throughout the world that is talking about something that is stretching normalcy, getting you to stretch your normalcy, any of us in these rooms, we were born on this earth, which in the previous class to this class, which started around 8 o'clock this morning, we determined that, well, I don't know if we determined, but I said, and, and, and everybody kind of nodded their head. Or, you know. But the, the, the incredible brutality and barbarism and insanity about phobias and, and biases and all of that is, is so absurd on this planet. So absurd on this planet at this time that I think we're a maximum security, what is it called? Solitary. Solitary confinement penitentiary. I think we're a prison planet. And we're the inmates. You know, because this place, I mean, the planet is gorgeous. But the human attitude on this planet, the collective human attitude on this, I'm not talking about yours. The collective human attitude on this planet, Really? At this level of, of evolution? And I ju jumped onto a, um, just this will be a quick, um, the reason, the reason that science thinks that there's only one universe, <laughs> let's put it this way. Infinity has to be. Correct? Because if it was only this big, what's beyond it? Right? And then you go, okay, it's this big then. Well, what's beyond that? So infinity has to be. That's just the nature of nature. And so infinity is basically what's called Om. Or Om. It's infinite void. And out of infinite void, this incredible eruption takes place, and it creates from nothing comes something, and the stimulus that actually enabled that to happen is what we call the divine, what we call God, or whatever you want to do. You know, the person said, I don't believe in God, and Yogi Bhajan said, I don't either. You know, not that God, you know, and that's real. You know, it, it, the only thing about an atheist is they don't just, they, they, it's not that, if you breathe, you believe. Because breath is the, is the believing that existence exists. So out of the center point of that, oh, you're here. Out of the center point of that, I heard you, mm Out of the center point of that came existence. And existence is the form of these gigantic, these gigantic bubbles or balloons of space-time fabric, which is only material at its outer forms because that's where it's coolest, and in the coolness, things have compressed enough to become matter, and that's where we exist. We exist on the surface. 
But the generator that's creating this thing is this massive, massive, massive central sun, bigger than a universe, that's just generating this. I mean, you can't even imagine how big it is. It's bigger than your wildest imaginations, each megaverse. And that central sun is spewing off parts of itself, just like the sun in this solar system spewed off you know, Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, etc. Particles flying off. And so these suns generate other suns and they come spewing out near the surface of this, of this megaverse and they suck in their gigantic gravitational field sucks in these divots that you see. Imagine that as a three-dimensional ball with these massive divots inside. Our universe, and you can't see beyond your universe because you can't see around the corner. You can't see around this, so you're looking out and you're looking out and you just don't, and you're looking out in all directions and you just don't see anything outside this corner. But your soul does. Your soul's not confined to one universe. Your soul's a part of the entire megaverse. And maybe even, as Yogi Bhajan said, you could transcend a megaverse across megaverses in the multiverse because there's these things everywhere. Everywhere. Because it's forever. So you're looking at this and you're going, wow. So Earth, we were thinking this morning, maybe was, and then we thought this might have been generous, was maybe one like this, this, our universe. But maybe it's more like one like this. Very young. And that means that this Earth, and there's many other Earths within our universe, but this Earth, wow, we're just a baby. We're still shitting and peeing everywhere. <laughs> and we haven't figured out how to diaper it yet. That's the nature. I mean, look at somebody once said, um, Vandana Shiva, a great friend of ours, she said that you can judge the intelligence of a culture by whether or not they shit upstream or downstream from where they take in their drinking water. And then she went on to say, in the current condition of human beings on earth, we are shitting upstream from everything because we have filled this planet with our debris. So we're one of these little tiny young universes here. And here you are. You come from one of these extremely old universes in previous lifetimes. And you've been sent here to make a difference. And you're not going to make a difference unless you make an impact. And you're not going to make an impact unless you face the resistance. And as you face the resistance, you're still not going to have an, ex an impact unless you embrace the resistance, forgive it for being such a jerk, and continue to do what you know you have to do. And the ones that really, really, really got this together would usually get killed. And in the past, there are these histories of those who have really gotten it together and they had their stuff happening. And then, of course, you know, 
the system would take them out. Now, we can't do that anymore. This new time is not for one great leader. It's for great leadership. It's a ship in which we all travel. And we have to look at each other and I don't feel any better or different than you. We have to look at each other and see the similarity in us and say, yeah, because we are the tide that lifts everyone. I know that I'm operating at about 16% of my capacity. Now, 16 seems like a, an exact word. I just pulled it out of my birth date. <laughs> 16 just happens to be a number that I relate to, so I just said 16%. I don't know, maybe it's only 15. <laughs> but I know it's not like I'm at like 60% of my capacity. No way. No way. I know when I get to about 24% for a moment, and it completely freaks me out. <laughs> Don't you have that sensation? You suddenly become Whoa! and then you get the response. Right? And that's when you have to be like Lao Tse, which was the way of the way, the Tao. And you have to be able to fit through the onslaught of opposition without taking it head on. Because when you take it head on, all you've got is a display of, look what happened to me. <laughs> and sometimes people make a life out of, look what happened to me. I tried and look what happened. I tried and look what happened. Don't go there. You have to be able to succeed in the face of all opposition. I can remember when we first started teaching from Yogi Bhajan, and this is what people were doing. Please sit down. Put your hands like this. Like this. Okay. Now, inhale deeply. <laughs> and me being me, and I've been me since I was born, you know, I go out there, <laughs> and whoa! The stack of complaints on Yogi Bhajan's desk was like this. I don't mean from students, I mean from other teachers. That Guru Singh, he's just... <laughs> Yogi Bhajan came to me and he said, Hey Guru Singh, I understand you're doing something. <laughs> I said, really? Who do you understand that from? Oh, I have my ways. <laughs> he said, I just want you to know that in their presence it will look like I'm supporting them. But between you and me, don't back down. He had to walk that line, didn't he? He had to walk that line, didn't he? It was hell. I'm talking about in the 70s. It was hell. You experience that when you suddenly break out and you really, I've got a great idea. 
Right? You've got to what? Keep up. And you will be up. It doesn't say keep up and all the opposition will disappear. Because a lot of that opposition comes from inside of you too. I'm not that, oh, it's too much. What would you... It is a natural event. It's called the fraud factor in English. It is an evolutionary mechanism. If things advance too rapidly, it's mutation. And generations would not recognize their offspring. And so the thing, life would just die. And so evolution allows slow, steady growth. Science says that evolution tries about 50,000 innovations in order to find one that works. How many mistakes can you make while still persisting until you find the one that works? If you can imagine it, you can manifest it. It is a matter of persistence, isn't it? It's a matter of keeping up. And what you'll need to do is when you completely stretch into yourself, we'll do these exercises today that will cause us to be in that condition. You completely stretch into yourself. What you end up doing is you end up becoming hyper-receptive, hyper-absorbent, because you stretch your film, your external film, to its thinnest component, its thinnest measurement. And that's when you absorb. You don't absorb when you're like this. You absorb when you're like this. When you're out there with no defense, because the defense will defend you from absorbing. And when you're out there like this, the mechanisms that are held in your cervical vertebra, which are faith and trust, and your thoracic vertebra, which are hope, and your lumbar vertebra, which are inspiration, begin to activate. And Yogi Bhajan said, trust everything for what it is. And then the absolute responsibility is yours. He walked me through a thieves market to teach me this lesson in Amritsar. And he said, have your hands in your pocket. Trust that everyone in here is a thief. And then afterwards, he said, how do you feel? I said, I feel like crap. <laughs> he said, yeah. Now, trust everyone in here is a thief and your value is invisible to them. And let's walk back the other way. And we didn't have our hands in our pockets and we walked through and we had an attitude. Chor Bazaar, right? She's, she lived in Amritsar. I mean, this place is like a mile square of just tables with everything that's been stolen. <laughs> right? 
and you just we walked through and we walked through and we felt free and we were invisible we were invisible we were invisible because we believed we were invisible we knew we were invisible and then we checked our pockets at the end and nobody had taken anything he said how do you feel I said I feel invisible to thieves and invisible to everything else I felt invisible to the darkness and visible to the light. What makes us shrink is that we say, I don't trust. No, trust everything and then the responsibility of differentiation is on you. And then become invisible to the darkness and visible to the light. And what is the mechanism that allows you to do that? It is your belief. And it'll fail. You'll mess up. Forgive yourself. Believe, mess up, forgive yourself. Believe, mess up, forgive yourself. Believe, break through. Wow, it's not going to be forever. Believe, break through, believe, mess up. Believe, break through, believe, mess up. It's going to go back and forth for a while. Keep up, keep up, keep absorbing. Because it is so essential that we become our maximized self. Ma, sa, ya. Ma, sa, ya. That is a person who is, that's the, that's the word Messiah. It is the gut brain, the heart brain, and the head brain all in balance. That's what a Messiah is. That's what a master is. And now is not the time for who is the Messiah. No, no. Now is the time for we are Messiah. And and get big. Don't play small. Get big. Don't play small. Get big, get knocked down. Get big, get knocked down. Get knocked down, be like that infant. Bounce. Hop back up. Raise your right hand. I do hereby declare, I do hereby declare that, I am a phenomenon, that I am a phenomenon and everyone else is too. So now, with that attitude, let's fill this room. Bless you for joining us. Visit gurusing.com for an ever-expanding archive of lectures, videos, yoga sets, meditations, and more. All the classes can be found now on gurusing.teachable.com. There's going to be long-form classes available there, 30-minute long yoga classes with Kriya. There's also what is called a Kundalini Recharge. It's a brief lecture about something like depression or gratitude or achievement or partnering or success. And it'll be a lecture with a pranayama, breathing exercise, and a single asana that you can just jump into during the day. And then it'll round out with an affirmation or meditation. And these will be like 11 minutes. And then there are also going to be audio files, which are guided 11-minute meditations, which you can listen to. And that's all within gurusing.com. Satnam.